All right, folks, evening. We're back again. This is Jesse Cope. This is another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well wherever y'all are today at whatever point y'all are in today. As always, I want to take just a minute and tell y'all thank you for spending a little bit of your time with me today. I know that y'all's time is important, so it means a lot that you sit here and spend 10 or 15 minutes with me. And I also really appreciate those of y'all that are sharing this. That helps immensely. Word of mouth is by far the best way that this spreads. And I really appreciate it, folks, deep down when you get to the core of it. I appreciate it because I feel like this is what's going to help get our country back on the right track for us, you know, selfishly for our own generation, but also for our families, uh, for our children and grandchildren. Uh, we, we need this, folks. Our country needs this. We had a little rainstorm blow through, and so I'm not sure I'm trying to sneak this episode in this walk down the road in between in between bouts of rain got some lightning bugs out tonight no puppy dogs with me yet got some puddles on the road though so you hear a splash or a scream you know that I found one and fell into it (laughs) at any rate so last episode we we kind of got a little bit off of the normal pattern Uh, We talked about some suicide rates that were just kind of weighing heavy on my heart. And and we do that every once in a while, folks. We'll talk about some some modern issues on occasion or some current events, if you will. Uh, I mean, we, we talk about everything we talk about has an effect or or can be tied into current events. But I try and kind of stay away from talking about specific events going on at least I have so far but the other part of the previous episode was talking about the court case from 1892 I believe and it was the Church of the Holy Trinity versus the United States and again this court case wasn't the important part wasn't the actual case it was some extra information that the Supreme Court justices put in and there's somewhere between 80 and 90 different references in this case as supporting information showing that America was a Christian nation in fact that 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 was the exact quote from Justice Brewer was America is a Christian nation or at least that was that was pretty close to his wording and so we started to read through some of those and so what I'd like to do in this episode and I don't think we'll get through all of it a just time but b really more important I I don't put a lot of quotes in these episodes because you get to a saturation point where you've heard so much that it kind of all runs together and I feel like if we just focus on a few quotes each episode and we just keep hammering on it time and time again that that's how it really soaks in. That's certainly true. Those of y'all that have, I mean, all of us, I guess, to a certain extent have, you go through school or you do athletics, or I talked about this last episode real briefly, muscle memory from the Marine Corps. 
you do something over and over again enough, it starts to soak in, it starts to become part of you. And that's really what we need. That's what we're missing today is, is this heritage of our country as a Christian nation really being part of our, our fiber of the, our being. And so we'll read through some more examples that Justice Brewer put in this court case. And y'all can go find it. You can look it up. It's real simple. You Google it and it'll pop up. And some of the wording's a little difficult because it's obviously 120 years ago, 130 years ago, but it's not so difficult that you can't kind of struggle your way through it. And it's important because I think this case is really important for two reasons. One, it's over 100 years after our founding. So even if some people wanted to say, well, yeah, that's what our founders meant, but then we got smarter and we, we realized that we really weren't a Christian nation. Well, this is 100 years, over 100 years later, and the Supreme Court is still absolutely unequivocally saying, no, this is a Christian nation. So I think that's part of it. And then the second part is, is kind of the reverse of that. It's this modern idea, this myth of separation of church and state, and this outright lie that America wasn't founded as a Christian nation. Those are modern ideas for the most part. I mean, they've been around for sure, but they've gotten a lot more traction over the last 50 to 60 years. But that just doesn't hold up when you look back at the actual quotes and the way people voted and the comments from our great leaders. It just doesn't hold any water. And so that's why this case is, to me, it's great because it just spans so much history. So, without any further ado, we'll get in, we'll kind of pick up where we left off reading some of this. So these are examples put down by Justice Brewer and the rest of the Supreme Court. Some of you law experts can tell me how it actually happened, but I'm just going to read through it. So the fundamental, well, let me make sure I'm in the right spot. <laughs> okay, here we go. Pick up where we left off. I just got a nice little couple flashes of lightning, so we'll see how much longer we're going to stay out here walking up and down the road with the drip drop of the rain through the trees. Language of similar import may be found in the subsequent charters of that colony from the same king in 1609 and 1611, and the same is true of the various charters granted to the other colonies. In language more or less emphatic is the establishment of the Christian religion declared to be one of the purposes of the grant. So this is uh, the compacts, the charters for the colonies. And Justice Brewer is saying here again, one of the main parts is the establishment and the spread of Christianity. That was one of the main goals. We talked about that briefly with Columbus yesterday, and we'll talk about him some more. And there were other examples. It wasn't yesterday, I apologize, but the last episode. But the point is, so often we're told, no, no, it was all greed. It was all about money. It was all about land and power. And those certainly, folks, those were factors. We're human, right? But at its core, in almost all of these instances, was the spread of Christianity, Right? The celebrated, I'm going to go back to reading now again, the celebrated compact made by the pilgrims in the Mayflower in 1620 recites, having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith and the honor of our king and country, a voyage 
to plant the first colony in these northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid. So they openly admitted that part of their goal was, right, the advancement of the Christian faith. That And it was undertaken for the glory of God. Those were the very first things. And this is the Mayflower Compact, Compact which had an extreme influence on future documents and establishments in our country. So you could make the argument pretty easily that this was very foundational to America because a lot of what came after was based on this. Just again, folks, just blatantly, the people acknowledged that they needed God and that part of their main goal was the advancement of the Christian faith. And they, and they, they included this in politics. So there's no separation. They weren't saying, well, we're here to spread Christianity, but we're going to totally separate that from our government and our politics. That's not at all. They were including it. They were purposefully including those principles of Christ into their government because they knew it wouldn't work. They had lived that. They had seen that. And they knew that that freedom, that liberty, and those principles of Jesus Christ, that's what they had to have in order to be successful. So we'll keep going on here a little bit. The fundamental orders of Connecticut, under which a provisional government was instituted in 1638 to 39, commenced with this declaration. For as much as it hath pleased the Almighty God by the wise disposition of his dying prudence, I didn't pronounce that right, but so to order and dispose of things that we, the inhabitants and residents of Windsor, Hartford, and Wethersfield, are now cohabitating and dwelling in the vapen of the river of Connecticut and the lands thereto adjoining. And well knowing where a people are gathered together, the word of God requires to maintain the peace and union of such a people that there should be an orderly and decent government established according to God. And it goes on and on there. But farther on down, it's one of the goals to maintain and pursue the liberty and purity of the gospel of our Lord Jesus, which we now profess, and also the discipline of the churches, which, according to the truth of said gospel, is now practiced amongst us. Again, God, Jesus Christ. Just example after example. And I guess, folks, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to kind of stick to the early ones, and at some point we'll come back and we'll do another episode because there's just... And this is the point, folks. This is one of the points. There's so many examples throughout our history before America was a nation, after America was a nation, while she was being created as a nation, that these men and women, they knew it wasn't accidental. It was purposeful that they designed this country to survive and be founded based upon the teachings of Christ. And there's just so many examples. You, you get overwhelmed. There's so many examples. And so when people talk about this isn't, don't let them pull the wool over your eyes, so to speak. And, and, and so often people want to say, well, this is the Supreme Court. These are the smartest people in the land. And I, I've talked about this in previous episodes, folks. Just because somebody's really smart 
just because they have a lot of knowledge doesn't mean that they're wise and it doesn't mean that they're good. You could make the argument pretty easily that Hitler and Stalin and Mao were brilliant, at least politically. They obviously were not good people, right? You could make the argument that they had a lot of knowledge, at least about the way that people worked. That didn't make them wise. And so just because some Supreme Court or a couple Supreme Courts started saying, oh, we've got this mythological wall, separation of church and state, that means that your faith, your Christian faith, can't affect politics or government or institutions or education at all, and our founders never intended to be this Christian nation, well, it doesn't make them right. It certainly doesn't make them infallible. And just because somebody's a little more simple, you know, some of, some of the wisest people that I've ever met in my life would by most standards in the world be considered simple men and women. Just the salt and light of the earth, folks. And we could use a little bit more of that today. So when you hear people start to try and tell you, well, you don't know anything because you're not, you're not smart enough, you're not bright enough, we gotta leave these to, to smarter people. Don't believe that. Be respectful. Honor the situation or the, the placement that the people are in. But don't ever back down from what you know is the truth. So let me get a couple more in here. And as I said, there's just so many, it's impossible to get them in in one, one episode, and it's impossible to get them in in a few episodes, obviously, so we'll come back to it. So we're going to move to the early 1700s now, the next example, in the Charter of Privileges granted by William Penn to the province of Pennsylvania in 1701, it is recited, because no people can be truly happy Though under the greatest enjoyment of civil liberties, if abridged of the freedom of their consciences as to their religious profession and worship, an almighty God being the only Lord of conscience, Father of lights and spirits, and the author as well as the object of all divine knowledge, faith, and worship, who only doth enlighten the minds, and persuade and convince the understandings of people, I do by grant and declare, etc. And Justice Brewer said, Coming nearer to the present time, the Declaration of Independence recognizes the presence of the divine in human affairs in these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress, assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare, etc., and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And so that's a great one to end on there, folks. And we'll, we'll come back to this multiple times. Muscle memory, as I said. Need to come up with a, with a new term there because it's, I guess your brain is the muscle that we're working on muscle memory with each other's but those famous lines folks 
if you look at them, Providence, Creator, those were capitalized specifically. And no, this wasn't the group of founders getting together and they weren't talking about some great deity up in the sky like some random deity. They were particularly talking about God and Jesus Christ. And you can see it over and over and over again. And I can only imagine, I'm inferring here a little bit, folks. I'm stretching, so give me a little bit of uh, artistic license. But if our founders could have seen the chaos that has resulted today, if they could have imagined and seen how bad this lie, this myth that we weren't a Christian nation, that there was some mythological wall between our politics and government, our institutes, and Jesus Christ, they would have put even more specific wording into our declaration. They didn't because at that time, that was universal in the colonies. Again, not everyone was a Christian. And you don't have to be a Christian to be an American. But our founders knew that the nation can only survive with a people that followed the principles of Jesus Christ. And they knew that they needed His blessing. That's why, that's why the wording in our Declaration of Independence, that primary document, that's why it's there. Okay. All right, so I think I've pushed it about as far as I could push it today. And this is, the mosquitoes are starting to carry me away. I think they're, they're literally taking chunks of my body as I'm walking up and down the road. And the thunder's starting to roll in a little bit. So I'm going to call it a wrap on that note. Thank you all again for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for the comments and feedback, the support, the encouragement. And also to those of y'all that are pushing back a little bit, you know, push back. Uh, God is not afraid of the truth was something that uh, a wiser person than me once said. And, and we can't be afraid of the truth. We've got to push, right? So the, the harder y'all push back on me, the more that we'll get down to the truth and the better our nation will be. So keep the faith, folks. Have a wonderful whatever is left of your day, and we will talk to you all again real soon.